Hi, folks. Um, I normally do not do podcasts this late at night. It's a little after 10 p.m. where I'm at, um, where I live in the world. And um, But I was bound and determined to get this podcast out, even though I had a really, really difficult, very stressful, very um, draining, exhausting day. I felt like this was so important that I could not wait till morning and that I really needed to take the time to get it out there tonight. For whoever needs to hear it, maybe just because I need to speak it more than somebody else even needs to hear it. So today um, I've been dealing with my anxiety disorder and It's the holidays, and it's a hard time of year for me. From about now, right about around Thanksgiving until the end of February, um, I tend to struggle a lot more with my anxiety and a lot more with my depression. And self-care becomes a real challenge for me, Um, and, and one that I am fairly confident that I will continue making the right choices and doing my self-care. Because it's been, it's so ingrained now, it's, it's such a habit for me um, to do my self-care that it's not really about feelings anymore. It's about actions and doing my self-care. Um, the things that I do for self-care are really no different than brushing my teeth and Um, although in some of my deepest, darkest depressions, even teeth brushing seemed to be quite an effort. Uh, but I'm at a place now where I can do most of my self-care, even through those cold winter months where it gets hard. But today, I especially wanted to talk about the difference between anxiety, which is a normal, um, reaction or emotion that everybody in the world experiences at some time or another versus an actual anxiety disorder. So a lot of people um, get the two confused. And when I tell people, because I'm very open about um, my diagnoses and the things that are going on in my life, I feel like the more truth I offer, the more um, light I shed, the more easy it becomes for other people to be able to talk about their stuff. And so I choose to be an open book, even about the things that are difficult. Um, But when I do tell people that I have anxiety disorder, a lot of times they'll just kind of look at me like with a blank face, like kind of like, well, so what? Don't we all? And no, we don't all have anxiety disorder. We all do collectively. Um, people have anxiety and there's a huge difference. So anxiety um, from time to time looks something like this. You say you begin a new job or um, you move to a new home. You might feel some general anxiety and it might feel like sweaty palms, beating heart, Um, 
just an unsettled feeling, maybe a little bit more on edge than usual, maybe a little more trouble sleeping than usual. Um, and once you become accustomed to your new surroundings or the new event, those feelings tend to go away fairly quickly. You can also maybe call a friend, talk it out, the feelings pass. You could um, maybe go for a run, go for a jog, the feelings would pass. You might be able to meditate a little bit for a few minutes and those feelings would, would calm down significantly. That's, that's normal anxiety that everybody experiences. That same kind of anxiety before you take a major test or maybe your taxes are due or you're about to get married and you get all those butterflies in your stomach. And, and I'm not saying in any way that anybody's anxiety isn't hard to deal with. Anxiety is a hard emotion to deal with. It's a hard reaction of an emotion to deal with. Um, it's not comfortable for anybody to have anxiety. Um, but there's a huge difference between normal anxiety that w we all face from time to time because of just life and life's normal circumstances and a diagnosed medical condition called anxiety disorder, general, generalized anxiety disorder, or severe anxiety disorder, or situational anxiety disorder. So there's different types of actual anxiety disorders, and some of them can be quite severe um, to the point where you develop phobias. And that is the type of anxiety disorder that I have, um, it borders on phobias. Um, some of the phobia, um, I suffer from agoraphobia, so fear of crowds and people and uh, big open spaces. And so my anxiety, um, there's also a little tinge of OCD along with that. And that's um, looping and repetitive thoughts along with the anxiety. And I also suffer from depression, major depression. Um, and those are some of the things that I struggle with. I've got some other stuff, but those are some of the things that I struggle with on a daily basis. And it, when you have generalized anxiety disorder um, or severe anxiety disorder, the body actually chemistry changes and it doesn't just change as far as maybe you get a little bit more of a rapid heartbeat, uh, your pulse goes up, your blood pressure might go up a little bit, you might get the sweaty palms, you might um, feel short of breath or all of those things that, that everybody feels upon anxiety. I have those things, but I have some other things that go on as well. So one of the things that happens is a natural fight or flight reaction. So I might have a trigger or a stimulus that sets my body up to think that it is in intense danger. So my body doesn't sometimes know the difference between a very dangerous situation uh, like impending death it can feel like impending death. So back in caveman times or whatever, when uh, we had to run away from big predators, that sets up a fight or flight um, reaction in our bodies. And we release lots of stress hormones, one of them being cortisol. 
And our bodies and our brains are literally bathed in it during fight or flight. And it's how we survive. It, it, you might have heard of extra, extraordinary cases where someone was able to lift a car off of another human being that was trapped underneath a car. That would be a good example of fight or flight that flooded through that human being in order to save somebody's life. So fight or flight is not always a bad thing. Um, it is our body's natural defense system to protect us. But with people with anxiety disorder, severe anxiety disorder, our body doesn't know the difference between truly protecting us and just thinking that it's protecting us. So what might be uh, no trigger at all for somebody else might become a trigger for me. And my body will literally act like it is a matter of life and death. And I, so you can't tell somebody with severe anxiety disorder things like chill out, just relax, calm down. Um, it's all in your head. And I have heard all of these things. I have heard all of these things all my life. Um, just grow up. Um, it's not that bad. Um, just get over it. Um, I, I could go on and on the things that I've been told in the midst of a panic attack, in the midst of a super anxiety attack. And at that moment, my body is flooded with absolute fear and terror. And all I want to do is run away, get away, make it stop. Because it's a horrible feeling to have that stress hormone literally bathe your brain and bathe your body and bathe your nervous system. It is horribly uncomfortable. So your brain, your logical brain will try to tell you that this situation is not life or death, but your body cannot in that moment calm itself down enough to believe your logical brain. So in the moment that I'm dealing with whatever the trigger is, once that, that flooded release of cortisol comes through my body, it takes an awful lot of effort, sometimes medication, sometimes talk therapy, sometimes work, sometimes physical exertion, um, sometimes a lot of crying, for me to be able to calm down and relax enough that my logical brain will be able to distinguish between what's reality and what isn't. And in the moment, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And, and anybody that's had to deal with this, I feel for you. I love you. I send you such positive energy. Um, it can get better. It can get easier. There were times in my life that I literally was paralyzed, paralyzed by my fear and my anxieties and could not, um, could not leave the house, literally, for months and months at a time, could not leave the house, could not allow anybody in my house um, because I feared people so much. There were times I remember when I was able to leave the house that I would be at a grocery store 
and something would trigger whether in a lot of anxieties go hand in hand with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which I, I also have. So I have a trauma childhood and a lot of my trauma was happened pre-verbal. A lot of it happened post-verbal, but a lot of it happened pre-verbal. Um, so sometimes I don't know what the trigger actually is. It could be a smell. Um, so I could smell something that reminded me of a time during abuse. Um, it could be a sound. It could be um, the way a person looks. It could be the way a person talks, someone's voice. It, the, it could be the, like endless triggers that you're not expecting them as you're going about your day. So as you're going about your day and you're out grocery shopping, okay, so say there's something that um, you smell that you're not even really registering with your logical brain. You're trying, you're working on your grocery list and you smell a smell that takes your, your, so our body has body memory. So if I smell a smell that maybe I smelled when I was being abused as a child, and I don't even remember, but my body does, and I smell that smell, that will f- trigger that release of those stress hormones. And for many, many years, I, I, I would have to like leave grocery stores with my grocery cart absolutely full of groceries. And because I just, the panic was so strong. It was so intense and it would come over so suddenly that the idea of actually being able to go through the checkout line and, and finish what I needed to do was overwhelming. I had to get out of the store. I had to get away from people. I had to get safe. Now, was there a real threat? Probably not. There was probably no real threat around. But my body system, my nervous system, it had no idea that the threat wasn't real. It thought that the events that had happened many, many years ago were happening again. And I I cannot express to you enough how terribly painful that is and debilitating. Um, And I've lived with this for a long, long time. I don't remember life ever being different than this. And I'm almost 49 years old. Um, It doesn't give me an excuse for acting badly. It doesn't give me an excuse for making poor choices and poor decisions. It doesn't give me excuses for treating people badly. Um, It doesn't get me off the hook in life. But it is a truth that I live with. And it's a painful truth. Um, Through years and years and years of therapy and work and learning how to become more mindful, to be more grounded, to be more in the present moment, to use my senses more, to, um, so they tell you to think of something that you can taste, something that you can smell, something that you can see, um, something you can feel. You use your senses to ground yourself in the present moment so you can know that you are not still back in that very painful time 
that perhaps you can't even remember. So you can feel the chair underneath your body. You can feel your feet touching the floor. You can feel the smell of maybe baking bread. You, in that moment when you're panicking and you're having that type of anxiety, there are techniques that you can use to ground yourself and let yourself know, let your brain connect to the fact that you are still okay, you're safe, and you're in this present moment, and, and that there is, there is no real danger. And it takes a little time for that to connect to all the different chemicals and all the different hormones that are in our creatively beautiful and strangely mysterious bodies. Um but there are methods. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. But you're worth it. And I'm worth it. So if you struggle with anxiety disorder, don't give up. A lot of people give up. A lot of people, it is overwhelming. I know a lot of days it would be so much easier for me if I, if I lived the life that I used to live. Um, I used to weigh 340 pounds, agoraphobic, wouldn't leave the house, smoked two packs of cigarettes a day, drank alcohol, and covered myself with a blanket because going outside and facing life was too hard, too scary, and too painful. Today, every single day, I go to the gym. I go out and do the things that I need to do. I take care of the things that I need to do. Um, I try to work the, to the best of my ability. And I try so hard to help lift other people up, mind, body, and spirit, so they too can have health and recovery in their lives. Um, that didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of work. It's still taking a lot of work. But I do ask you that if you know of somebody in your life that has any of those issues, find gentleness in your heart for them because their issues are real. I've had it said so many times, very, very cruelly, it's all in your head. Well, no shit. It is all in my head. Doesn't make it any less painful. It's a very, very painful thing. Um, and I just wanted to explain a little bit the difference because a lot of people do get confused when they hear a person say that they have anxiety disorder. They think the entire world has anxiety. So what's so special? What's so unique about you? Um, they're two very, very different things. Both painful, both uncomfortable. One is much more temporary, much more fleeting and much more common, and the other can be horribly debilitating. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with others. We, it is true. We are all fighting battles that you can't always see. Um, I'm fighting one right now. I will fight one very much so through the winter season, but I will fight it, and I'll, I'll make it to spring. Um, I've learned how to not give up and never surrender. Some days are just a little bit harder than others. Today was one of them. But I'm here, and I wish myself and you all the peace and love in the world. Be blessed. <laughs>